This week on the It's Take Two podcast. I didn't feel like I was ready for working yet, like in terms of going straight into a full-time job. I was like, well, I'd rather see if I can earn money doing what I've invested my time in so far. Fairly quickly, I recognised that I wanted to do some professional stuff as well. Awesome, many DV. It's not like an SD card. (laughs) And you'll always be improving. I think we're still improving now. Every film we do gets better and better and better. If you're worried about a a 9am lecture on a Wednesday... You're going to be fucked if you're working in the film industry or whatever when you've got a 7am call time. You're getting too much for lonely as shit. <laughs> that just goes to show that a small amount of extra experience could be the deciding factor in you getting a job and what you want to do or not. If you could go back and change what you did, would you do uni again or not? Episode 6. Is this a, was that the intro? Yeah. Nice one, let's get started. <laughs> Welcome back to the It's Take Two podcast. Hello. It, hello. This is a fairly new podcast for, I would say, independent filmmakers, people who are just starting out, wanting some advice. Um, we're sharing the mistakes we've made and stuff we've learned. And the good things. And the well. good things as well, yeah. We just take questions. We've had quite a lot of audience questions well, this week, so we probably won't answer any this week because once you start scrolling, there's too many to get through. There isn't. And so it's just deciding on the right question. It's just too hard because there's too many to choose from. There's not. Um, so what are we talking about this week? For this episode this week, we've decided to go a little bit more specific again, haven't we? Where we talk more about one thing. And we seem to be alternating it, don't we? Like episode one will be quite generic, then the even number will be focused. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed the second, the fourth, and now the sixth are going to be quite specific episodes. We've done two about the film, The Modern yeah. Living, then this one is about... <laughs> Was that my cue? <laughs> um, this one's about university. Yeah, and whether it's worth it. Yeah. Should you just start making films? Yeah. Should you go into the industry? I don't want people to assume that we're just going to either praise university or slate university that's not what this is going to be about is it we're going to look well, don't, at don't give them spoilers joe they've got to listen to the episode <laughs> to find out oh, maybe we? we are maybe we're just going to sit and slate it for four hours but we will talk about because we've both been to university haven't we we have so not together no no we didn't we both went to university we've chatted about this in the past haven't we because we worked pretty much straight out of uni we were quite lucky where we were working in the industry straight out of university we've had those conversations sat next to each other about whether we'd go again, whether we think it was worth it, whether we think it's worth the money, or other ways to get to what we're doing for a living now. Because there are other ways. There's, that's the thing, though. There's a million ways to do it, and everyone has a different kind of journey to get through it. And we're still at the very start of ours, pretty much, I think. I know we're, like, what, 10 years in, but still... Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I was chatting with someone the other day. I was writing my personal statement 10 I'll years show ago. I'll show my idea, <laughs> 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 we'll come back to that. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, no. To Jordan's anecdote. There we go. That was it. <laughs> chatting to someone. <laughs> no, we were chatting. Ten years ago, I was writing my personal statement and applying for university, which... That's gone fast. Oh. Jesus, that's depressing. So you went to... What, what uni did you go to? I've got questions here. Can we say names? Oh, you've got questions. Oh, I've got loads of questions. Look at these. Uh, well, are you asking me? That? Oh, right, okay. What... Made you to what? This is good. What intrigued you to go to university? Like, what was it about? Was it filmmaking that you? Yeah, I'd, I'd always wanted to do filmmaking, or at least for the few years previous to to uni. I was never really that academic. 
in terms of I didn't get like the best grades. I never put that much effort in, things like that. And it was just always the next option for me. I never kind of thought about doing anything else. Um, Did you know of other things that you could do at that point? Or not really, to be honest. Not for going into film, I didn't really, no. Um, but I think also at that point, which is less so now, there was kind of this idea of you need to have a degree, you should have a degree. My brother didn't go, and he's, you know, doing really well in what he does. He didn't, he didn't need one. It was always the thing I was going to do next. I never really thought of anything else. What about you? Well, I did a BTEC in college, studying media production. I did um, a media BTEC. Did you? I got four marks. I did as well. Double distinction star. Triple distinction star, mate. Uh, you can't get triple. What do you mean you got triple? I'll ring my lecturer up. How do you get triple? Three, it's the equivalent of three A stars. They didn't let me do that. Otherwise, I would have got that. I got two. Did you do A levels as well? No, I, I did A-level. You just did a, a media B-tech? Just, excuse me. <laughs> I did A-S-level, so the first year of A-level, and I did film studies. And you found it too hard? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did film studies, IT, and psychology. I did psychology. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting, wasn't it? Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I went to enrol for A2, and then we have to go in and be like, yes, I want to do that. Oh, oh, no, there was another one. I did four, and they have to drop... One, so you do three at A2 level. I think yeah, that was something the like route. that. Yeah. What was the fourth one? But as I went to enrol, someone was like, oh, my film studies tutor was like, oh, there is actually a BTEC. If you really want to get into film, there's a BTEC and it means you'd have to start again. But it's the equivalent of three A levels and it's for another two years. It's There's no, there's no exams, it's all practical. I was like, yeah, sure. Because I think at so that So did point, you graduate a year later than me then? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I was 13 to 16. Ah. Uh-huh. So that's because when I, I always have to disclaim it, I was like, yeah, so I'm a year behind everyone, but it's not because I'm thick. It's because <laughs> I, I enrolled again. I did it out um, of choice. I had a gap year. <laughs> it's a bit of a taste like uni where if you're doing that five days a week, if you've fallen out of love with it by the end of the first term, mm. don't do it. Yeah. So I did that. did that for two years. Did well. We made short films, things like that. Went to uni of Lincoln. And which university did you go to? I went to York St. John. It right. was that or um, what's the... <laughs> I was going to say, what's the one in Wales? It's quite Banger. a few in Wales. Cardiff Uni, was it? Right. I went down and visited there and it was cool, but like five hours. I went to... Is it Fal... <laughs> <laughs> Just there wheezing. This is Teenage Dirtbag by Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to York for the convenience of it being nearby to you or was the course good for what you wanted to go into as a career? I think it's because I, I like the city, really. I wasn't that fussed about being too close to home and things like that. The other uni I was looking at was Cardiff, which was pretty cool as well. What made you not choose Cardiff? I think it, I just like York. It's just such a cool little city that I wanted to go there, really. What made you choose Lincoln? Uh, it wasn't... I think it's because it wasn't too far away from... Where I'm from originally, so I'm from Derbyshire, which is smack bang in the middle of England, pretty much. So I didn't want to go too far away because I was the first one in my family, immediate family, to go to university oh, really? at the time. It was for, I was the first to move away, and you know, and study. I think one of my cousins commuted and things like that, but I think I was the first to move away. Why did you go then? If if your if your family's not got like a history of going to uni and things like that, because I think it it often happens like that, wouldn't it? Like my mum went to uni and mm. she kind of encouraged it and things like that. My college tutors were very good at helping you pursue what you want to do. And I can remember they always used to say, Bournemouth Arts, go to Bournemouth Arts or Lincoln. 
as I think that was almost like a, a closer yeah. backup option. Like Bournemouth Arts was really difficult to get into. I can remember like I didn't even get into that, even though I was what's it called? Like where is expected an expected grade, like an estimate <clears throat> grade of what you might get. <clears throat> I, did, I just got rejected. I didn't get a conditional offer oh, or anything. Really? I didn't feel like I was ready for working yet. Like in terms of going straight into a full time job, just just to earn money. I think I was like, well, I enjoy it that much. I, let's make a try of working in the industry that I'm. Mm. Well, that I'd have already spent three years studying of film studies and then two years of the BTEC. I was like, well, I'd rather see if I can earn money doing what I've invested my time in so far. I wasn't aware of many other ways to do it apart from that, you know, if you know someone, try and get in on the runner route of a TV show or a film and work your way up. But the thought of going to London or a bigger city like that scared me at the time. Didn't like that. I still felt too young to do that. So I was like, well, university, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I was with two others from college and we went to university as well. So as a three, we went there, which helped with the social side because I wasn't, I was still a bit quiet as a 19 year old. So I was like, well, I'm going with my friends. We're all studying the same course. So that eased that pressure a bit from that side of things. So you went to, you went to Lincoln. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Three years did you do, yeah? Three years, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I did enjoy it. It went quick from the... Filmmaking side, it was good. It was a good course. And like my first year was like the first, the year where you try and work out what you want to do. Like I don't know how yours worked, but there were six courses and it was like radio, TV, film, uh, photography, digital design. Well, so you could pick different courses? Well, you did all six in the first year. Oh, right, okay. Then in the second year, you choose two of those. Then the third year, you choose one. Oh, uh, no, we didn't do it. So it wasn't until the second year when I started like started narrowing down what I wanted to specialise in. So I did screenwriting and film. Then in third year, I did film. That's just because I knew I wanted to get into film. Yeah. Whereas for people who might still be going to uni going, I want to work in media, but I don't know what, then first year was great for them to work it out. And then I had a tutor called Phil Stevens, who he's, I think he came in at the start of my second year, I think. And he was an active director, ex-alumni of Lincoln. And he'd come in, you know, a few days a week, I think, for the uni. And like that, I can remember like the first seminar, I was like, this is instantly worth it. Because just the seminars and the workshops and stuff was like so much better than the PowerPoints that were 20 years old and reused, you know, with transitions when they were cool back in the day and things like that. Uni's great on the social side of things and going out and things like that. But for the course itself, second year onwards for me was like, right, cogs are starting to roll now. You know, let's start taking it seriously start getting that experience in because before I know it, that first year went so quick, these next two years will as well. That's quite a, a smart approach to it. I think that's a lot more level-headed than... than We're just getting probably. pissed every night. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> to be fair, though, I started freelancing. Like I, I got my first runner job at the end of first year, and I'm still in touch with some of the crew that I worked with on that job. And so, yeah, I, I was kind of... I was trying to get more experience on the practical side of it. I really enjoyed uni and enjoyed the learning and things like that, but I think fairly quickly I recognised that I wanted to do some professional stuff as well. Yeah. And so that first runner job kind of spiralled into like camera assisting for producer I met on that and then camera opping. And so then by the time I left, I'd already done quite a lot of like industry stuff but that alone i'm guessing because i'm i'm you know from my experience i learned a heck of a lot just as a runner yeah on those additional things that i did during uni Mm. what did you learn tons yeah tons it's just the best thing you can do is get on sets and that's one of the 
the great things about uni is, you know, when you're first starting out and you want to make a film, university puts you in that environment where there are other people like you and lots of people want to make a film. The little village that I grew up in, I didn't really know anyone else who was into filmmaking or anything like that. Not really. And so trying to get together and make a short film or something like that, it's hard, you know, hard to find people, kit, ideas, people who are passionate. And then suddenly you go to uni and you you suddenly have to make short films and other people around you have to make short films and it throws you together. Mm. I think that's one of the best things about it is it, it throws you into it. I can remember when I was in the lectures or whatever and I heard on many occasions, look, guys, make the most of this kit whilst it's free, whilst you've got it. And I think some people took that seriously mm. and others not so much. Did you take that seriously? Yeah, I'd like, from second year onwards I did. First year, yeah, I was so, like, yeah. I'm just going to keep using my 600D because it looks better. Then oh, really? like, the, the camera in first year, I can remember it wasn't that great, you know, and it was in that shallow depth of field era and all that. So I was like, just choose my DSLR. Second year onwards I did, I, you know, I take the cameras out, just have a little play with them, things like that. Did you? Yeah, like first, I mean, I didn't have a camera until I think third year at uni, I, I finally bought a DSLR. But like first year, we were on some ENG mini DV. Like, yeah. I think it was a JVC, I think. Yeah. Like proper old school. Yeah. And Did you get told in advance, like, to start the year, you need to buy some mini DV tapes? And no, no, we didn't have to do that. Did you we not? got tapes provided. We didn't oh. have to buy anything. But it was like, oh, you need no. to you need to buy a hard drive and then you buy some DV tapes, which sounds Mad. weird to think. It's sad to think that we're now at that age where we are talking about things where some listeners might be going... What's a mini DV? Is that like an SD card? <laughs> yeah, that was rough. And I remember it was just like a tiny little NAF screen. And the only way to make sure you were in focus was to, because there were parfocal lenses in it, zoom all the way into the eyeball, yeah. focus, <laughs> and then zoom back out. Yeah. So for sit-down interviews, that's the only way to get it in focus. What roles did you focus on at uni then? Did you kind of specialise or did you do all sorts? I tried to cam up or DP them. Um you know, the groups were always in like four, five at most. So there'd be a director, producer, come up, editor, maybe sound. That was about it. So then within that, it was enough for the basics of making a student short film. Yeah. But then you obviously to make your films better, you dabble into other roles, whether it's, you know, art director or script supervisor, things like that. So like the editor might have done the script supervising. So then they can make a log for when they come to the edit that they know, you know, which takes work and things like that. But so, yeah, I tried to focus mostly, me and one of my mates who I went to uni with, we both enjoyed camopping, so we alternated um, in the films that we did throughout sec uh, second and third year. So I always knew that it was camopping that I wanted to do, but I liked editing as well. So I'd, I think, I did I edit the second film? I think when I wasn't camopping, I was editing. Funnily enough, that's what I do as a freelancer now, so it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's obviously worked in some way. What about you? Did you know you always... Because you've had a shift in the last few years, haven't you? Even yeah, I did. I, did. I was focused on like camera at uni. Mm. Um, I directed a, a couple of little things, I think, throughout the three years. But when it got to third year, I was just on camera. Mm -hmm. And then I, I directed a short film just outside of uni, but on the uni kit. I remember we, we got like an FS700 out. Oh, an, yeah, FS700. So it's like the weird form factor boxy one. And uh, shot it on a like a Nikkor 28mm 2.8 vintage lens. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, if we hired an Odyssey, is it a Q7? Seven, yeah. yeah Something yeah. like that. If we hire one of them, we can get 4K. Like We could shoot it in 4K. It'd be amazing. I don't think we did in the end. Still, it looked all right, but... 
I just remember obsessing over like, oh my God, shooting 4K, that looked incredible. Did you make anything good at uni? Because I remember like all the projects from, especially first and second year, like, you know. The classic montage of waking up, making breakfast. <laughs> I did. Making I, a cup yeah. of tea. Yeah. I, I remember doing a short film and it was like first scene, alarm goes off and I wake up. <laughs> I think though, like, I know that's cliche and lecturers probably like mention it all the time and yeah. say, just don't fucking do it. But there is merit behind it. That's why it's, you know, it's cliche for a reason. You learn about structure. I know it's a very simple, stripped back way yeah. of doing it. You've got, you've got to make them things to learn. Yeah. You? you can't just make an amazing film. If you film something that you know the, how to do, film it and then you get used to right well i've got it from this angle how do we mix it up how do, you know is it time for a close-up on the stirring of the tea or whatever or, yeah you know i think there's some merit behind it i'm not saying include in your short no, films I, I think i think you're right but and there is merit i think that's another thing about uni is for most people the first few things they make are going to be a bit naff yeah <laughs> and so uni gets that out of the way it's the opposite that's your time frame to be shit and Pretty get much. better yeah um not to like dishearten anyone or anything who's listening, no. but like, you know, if, if you if you if you don't go to uni and you're trying to get people together and you make a short film, I'm trying to think, you know, if I'd have done it in my little village and I'd have made a short film and it was naff, I probably wouldn't have done another one or it'd have put me off and I just thought, oh, I can't do this. Whereas you get to uni and you've just got to keep going, you just got to keep making them, mm. and then you look back and your first ones are naff, but then you look back at your third year stuff and. I mean, it's still not, it's, it's improved. <laughs> and that's the thing, there's, there's, yeah. you've improved since then. Yeah. And you'll always be improving. I think we're still improving now. Yeah. Every film we do gets better and better and better. Well, we said with on the episode with Dean, you know, you're quick to look at what you can do better for the next one rather yeah. than appreciate the quality of what you've just made. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's true. So did you make anything good at uni, the first and second year? First year, like, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's that's... Me judging them now. Yeah. Back then, was like, oh, I made a short film. This is great with people, you know, who also want to make short films. I can only remember the ones that we did in third year, and those were the two that I really enjoyed doing. And that was Schaefer. Oh, no, in second year. I can't remember the second year. I made a short film. I think I wrote and directed that one, actually. And it was called Brace. <laughs> and I can remember, I think it got like 7,000 views on YouTube. That's quite and a I was lot. Like, yeah, well I was good, like, yeah. Is this is this my time? Is this what inspired you to be a YouTuber? <laughs> yeah. So that was the first film, and I did enjoy that, and I watched that like two years ago, maybe just you know to give it a watch. Any good? No, no, it's, <laughs> it is good. It's it's as studenty as it can be. It's shot in my kitchen that yeah. I lived in. There's no production value from a art department, but story is nice. And then the two films in third year, they were like the ones that we were really happy with. We spent the time you know, in the grading suite. And that felt really cool. Cause I think it was a new grading suite that had just been put in nice. and it was properly kitted out. And I was like, it felt like I was in like a Da Vinci Resolve photo shoot. You know, it's like, it looked great. Yeah, I'd say they're pretty good. And they hold up well. I think I've still got at least one shot in my latest showreel that I've just... Really? Out. Yeah. Yeah. So it must be all right. Which shot is it? Uh, it's of the protagonist in this field, in like a wheat field. Right. This is just smiling, but I think it's just a really nice shot. I can remember it. We'll put it up on screen now. Oh, okay. Oh, it's quite a good shot. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? Oh, I like that bit on the left there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, first year, probably a write-off. I can't really remember. I was pissed all year. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a bad memory generally. We had to rotate on actors as well, so I acted in a couple of things. We did a, a film 
and it was about two guys who were in love and they had to go to an airport or something. And me and my mate Sam were acting in it. And Sam's like hard-looking biker type rocker into his metal and stuff like that. And it's just me and him. Do you Correct. still have long hair then? I had like a bit of a mop head, yeah. And it was set in the 70s for some reason. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a good fun shoot, but it was a bit mad. I'll see if I can find some screenshots. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be something somewhere of me looking young and fresh and in a 70s little suit. And not weathered. Yeah, <laughs> not weathered and depressed. <laughs> Second year I went to Canada, didn't I? I studied abroad for a few months. I didn't know that. You did know this? I didn't. What? No. How could you not know How this? How long for? Is this just for the podcast? No, genuinely. I'm just like... <laughs> Four months. I went like um, end of August, travelled out on my birthday, got back December just before Christmas. You must have told us, but I can't remember. I must have no, told us. Don't listen this is just for the, the podcast, isn't it? No, I shit you not. Really? I shit you not, You just yeah. don't listen to me then. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> and that was pretty good. I made some like little short films out there and stuff and yeah, travelled around a bit. A few of us travelled across to like Alberta, like Banff, and that's where like the mountains are. So that was cool. But yeah, the bit I was staying in was just flat. Awesome time though. Made some good little short films and stuff. The university I went to had a um, the option to shoot in San Francisco or somewhere like that, and you know, there's a whole group of them went. I I just chose not to. I think I was a bit of a recluse from that was first year when you you know you start getting asked if you want to do. It. I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I just want to oh, stay really? here. I kind of wish I did. Um, yeah. I think if anyone gets that chance, they should do it, because it is awesome. Sergio mm. made a pretty good film, Ride Out. There's a good group of us. Funnily enough, we've just worked with an actor from that again in the recent feature film we did, Richard Easterbrook. Ah, so right. he was like the lead in, in our uni third-year film, and then we've just worked with him again, what, seven, eight years later? That was a great shoot in that we went and stayed at the location, and it was like a group of us... Um, and we went and stayed there for like four or five nights and shot at the location and hung out. And that was one of the, probably the best experiences at uni, I think, for me. Was that one of the first films where it was like, this starts to feel less student-y and more like I could see myself doing this I think so, professionally. yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we really put the effort in and it came out well. We got an 86 mark, by the way, which is the highest that course I ever gave out. No, you didn't get an 86. But genuinely, that number... Sticks out. Probably because I've told you before. No, I, I'll have to check my grade on that. I think um, Schaefer mm. got 86. But our course has changed now. It's a different course. <laughs> and so they'll never give out a higher mark for that course at that uni. So, so we're, really? we're, yeah, we've got the record, yeah. But that's pretty good, isn't it? That's, that's cool, wait, yeah? yeah? Unless someone like else got 87 and they didn't tell you. No, they said we, we were the highest, yeah, yeah. It's probably fair to say that if you just do... The modules, the courses, the theory and things like that. It's not a guarantee that you'll end up just working straight in that industry that you no, train, you know, that you're qualified to be in. Um, you might do if you know people, things like that, which is obviously always going to be a disclaimer in the world of what we do. We both did that extra experience during the studies, which I think when we've said it's important to do that. I think a lot of students, and I know I felt it in first year and a bit of second year, I think I was almost like, well, I want to make the most of being a student whilst I'm here. I want to go it's out. It's a good excuse, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like, well, I've not got enough time for it. In reality, you have. Yeah. Because if you're worried about a 9am lecture on a Wednesday, you're going to be fucked if you're working in the film industry or whatever when you've got a 7am call time for yeah. six days a week. So first off, putting that out there. Um, and you're not looking like this. <laughs> um, but when people say... 
oh, I've not got enough time to do extra stuff on top of uni. Every course is different. I'm not blanketing this for every course at university and things like that. But I found that looking back, mm-hmm. there was time to do this additional stuff. And I'd say definitely make the most of any either like on-campus experience opportunities. We had, I think it was like North Links. And someone came in and was like, we've got these opportunities. And, you know, people would sign up to them, but not, I don't think they were always filled. And it's a shame to think that now because those positions could have really helped people. I think, yeah, you can't you can't guarantee getting a job just by having a degree. I think the, the extra work and the freelance stuff that I did while at uni was just like integral for any job I got after that. Mm. You know, when people talk about what uni to go to and different unis and what course and things like that, I think it's so much more about how much you put in, how much effort you put in. You'll get out what you put in, I think. And if you put in tons of effort and take out the kit and shoot extra stuff and go and do jobs for people, even tiny little jobs where you get 50 quid, 100 quid, Mm. and you take the uni kit and you do all of that, you'll get so much more out of it than going to a different course or going to a better uni and just scraping by and Mm. just coming out with a degree. Going back to what you said about you'll get out what you put in, do you think that there's also this idea that because you're paying 27 grand in tuition Mm. that it's almost like I'm paying you 27 grand so give me something back give me a job out of that hypothetically because I think that puts a lot of people off because they're like well what's the point in going if I'm paying all this money and not getting something guaranteed out of it I I do think there's something around that that puts people off from either going to university or being annoyed when they finished university and they've not got the job in what they've studied for three years doing to me that three-year period of uni it's those gaps of time where you need to especially for what we did and you know for media and film you've got to utilize that free time that you've got and that's where it will feel worthwhile even though it's not necessarily to do with the course they're giving you the facilities they're giving you the equipment even though that's not of the value of 27 grand or however much your tuition fees are it's giving you the time and the facilities to do that to get the reward afterwards so i think don't assume you've paid this money you'll get something guaranteed when i finished uni in like may of 2016 made a show reel and put it out there and then i didn't get a job however during that summer i did a few jobs with a, like a, a small production company in chesterfield i added two extra clips into my show reel and i got a job from it because they're not student Related. Do you think you could you tell that it was all student stuff in your show reel? Do you think I can't fully remember every single clip, but obviously a lot of it would have been just I'd have still included my college and work and yeah, and yeah, things like that. And I think people would have picked up on it. Those who would be employing cam ops and mm-hmm. you know people like that in their companies, they would have probably noticed that. But then those two clips, I think it was a shot of an interview. It was a B cam of an interview, yeah. and it was someone playing the piano of a live performance. I added those two into the show reel. And I got a job at the place where we ended up working that I originally got rejected for, for not having enough experience. Right. Yeah. Which is, is weird to think, but that just goes to show that a small amount of extra experience could be the deciding factor in you getting a job in what you want to do or not. I think all the freelance stuff that I put on mine would have, would have got, like any time that I got a job, like at Feature Media, I think it would have been down to that. Because um, I had loads of like corporate stuff and interviews and gvs and stuff and i think that would have definitely helped yeah so even if you go out and third year you get into third year at uni and you haven't done any extra work or anything you've got a few good short films and stuff 
I think, go out and offer some free videos to people just to get the footage. And you've been doing it since, haven't you, with the, like the, is it the, like the cocktail mixing one? Like yeah. You just did that. Did you, you didn't, you did that for free, didn't you? I hadn't gone freelance at that point, but I knew that eventually I will. So I want to start getting some additional content out that was different to what I'd spent two years doing in-house. And it was quite a similar industry. And I realised that would have been picked up in my showreel, that it was all very um, higher education related. Mm -hmm. like so I thought well, I'll start branching out into new areas so I did the product video for the local brewery and then that cocktail video that cocktail video has gotten me I don't know if, if I've referred to this previously in other episodes but that's given me a fair amount of freelance work oh really in like the initial emails where people have gone to the website they've said oh I've seen that cocktail video that you made I was wondering if you could you know do something yeah. similar for us going back to invest in time again if you think it's going to be worthwhile do it yeah. If you've got a gut feeling that it will work and it will help, not just making a whole video, but if you, you know, being a runner on a, you know, a production, regardless of the scale. So I think it's a good idea if you're short on showreel material, just go out there and shoot some stuff. Yeah. Find some small businesses and things like that. Don't go down to Weatherspoons and ask to shoot some it. Yeah. Find like a local pub. Yeah. You know, help your local businesses out. If it's for your own personal gain and you make that aware to people who you're reaching out, you don't even have to make a video. Like I was saying, two extra shots got me the job. If you've got a few shots, you know, a few ideas of some shots that you'd just love to have in your showreel, if you know a few people who've got a few mates who can help you out, spend half a day just getting a few shots and you, that, that even that could be it. I'm not saying it'll be a guarantee, but if there's, you know, if you, if you know a dancer, anything with what you want to... Yeah, just yeah. go get some really nice shots of them. Yeah. You don't even need to do a full dance performance or music video or anything no you just get two or three really good shots put them in your showreel yeah and it's just it makes a much better impression doesn't yeah it? so was it just down to the showreel that you got the job do you think it must have been because i didn't shit interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no i think i think i uh... <laughs> sorry <laughs> the showreel that got me the job when i finished uni the year later i edited my showreel with newer content and all that. Yeah. So I went back to the old project file, thought, well, I'll use that as a blanket, realised that I'd spelled cinematographer wrong on the opening frame of my showreel. No, you didn't. Cinematographer. I forgot the H. <laughs> and I was just like, how did I get the job? <laughs> like, Oh, my God, yeah. that's tragic, isn't it? Yeah. But also, I'd like, I, I wasn't a cinematographer at that point. I was... No, that's another thing, like, yeah. It's a way to sell yourself, Jesus. which I get, you know, you've got to, you know, boost yourself a little bit, but there's never a definitive moment for someone to say to someone else, you can call yourself a cinematographer. I get that. And I don't want to be like... Is that what you're digging for now, George? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to put people down by, if people are finishing uni now, if they've worked a year and they, they call themselves a cinematographer, I don't know if, if they are or not. I know looking back now... I definitely shouldn't have called myself one now. But no. at the time, I was like, I've made a short film. I've got a DOP. Would credit. you call yourself that now? I remember I chatted with one of my mates who I went to uni with, and he had it, he had experience on set and things like that. And he was on a shoot with Danny Cohen um, for quite like an independent film in Sheffield, I mm. think. And he said that he'd walk into, Danny would walk into the, the room and he'd have a look around and he'd be like, right, okay, and then he'd say, right, and he'd say to his to the crew, grips, gaffers, and things like, right, we need this light over there, you know, we need to stick an ND over, you know, and he just knew straight away. He'd Jesus leave. Christ. He'd grab a coffee and he'd come back in, he'd look, and he'd go, 
Right, cool. So then... That's unreal, isn't it? Hearing that when I was like three months from finishing uni, it made me think, oh, can I call myself a cinematographer? Because is no. that... <laughs> but then I wondered if I set the standards so high in that yeah. that is when you call yourself a cinematographer. And it's not, but that's the level that you've aspired to become and reach. I think that probably should be the level. I wouldn't call myself a cinematographer, but I'd call myself a DP now. I feel in the last year or so, I feel like I've got more credit to my name to call myself a DOP on the website, on my email. Yeah, and it, it, it's basically the same job, isn't it? But I think there's different connotations for the for the for the words. Yeah, I think cinematographer. I think Deakins, Danny Cohen. It's the still we're still doing the same job. But I think there's a, a respectful term yeah. to me is cinematographer. And even though I've, we've just shot the feature and I was DP on it, there's no way I would call myself a cinematographer from doing that. Mm-hmm. Director of photography, fair enough. That was a job title. But I think cinematographer just implies that one of a million steps <laughs> up yeah, to, do, to be step. doing like theatrical films or indie darlings or something like that. Yeah. If you could go back and change what you did, would you do uni again or not? Yeah. I've had different <laughs> I've had different thoughts since leaving uni, but then the reality of would I be doing what I'm doing now if I didn't go to uni? No. It'd have been a different route, it might have taken longer, it might have taken quicker. Yeah. But I'd rather have the assurance that while well, I am doing what I set out to do when I enrolled at college, which I'm very thankful for. And therefore, I wouldn't want to change that as such. And like, I think everyone will have comments to say about their time at uni, whether, you know, especially now tuition fees are sky high and things like that. There's always going to be comments about, is it worth the financial value? Is it worth three years of not earning money? Because I know people who are like, are you sure you want to go to uni? Do you not want to start earning money? And I was like, no, I want to. Because, I, you know, once you've got like a, an idea on what you want to do, head towards it. And uni was that for me. And it's, help me get to where I am now. But at one point we, me and my mates, worked out how much each a one hour lecture cost us. That's depressing. Yeah, well I mean it was a boring lecture. <laughs> um but we worked it out and it was something like a hundred pounds an hour. Mm-hmm. Something. And then obviously we saw three hundred people in that room going, Oh, that's a lot of money for this one lecture. Doesn't work out like yeah. that at all. Does so it? when you get to that point you're like, oh it's not worth it, you know. But in reality it I think it is worth it because I'm doing this now, so I don't want to say it's not worth it. What about you? I definitely would, yeah. I think there's so many ways into the industry, and obviously we've only done one each. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's so many there's so many ways in, and I think you'll only know yourself which is the right one for you. And you might get it right, you might get it wrong. Some people might go to uni and realise it's not for them. Um, and drop out or keep going and get to the end but for me yeah it was it was a lot more about the life experience of doing it as well and having that fun time and kind of first time you move away from home and you go out drinking and having fun and then got your lectures I loved it I thought it was brilliant Um, it was definitely a case of you can you'll get out what you put in so doing the extra work and the freelance and the, the films on the side was a massive bonus to me and being at uni put me in that environment with other people who wanted to make stuff as well. Yeah. And that's one of the most valuable things. You definitely don't need to go to uni. You can. There's so many people out there, so many successful people, and 
people I meet who haven't gone to uni, they've just gone straight into it. It's just down to the individual. Do you want to go and get pissed for three years and make a load of films? When we started working together and moved up to Leeds, I've always thought that the amount I learned in the first six months of working professionally, you know, getting paid for it, I learned way more than the three years that I learned at uni. And I do still think that in certain ways, certain things that I learned afterwards, I don't think you'd have ever learned at university. So it's not to say that what you did learn at uni was a, a waste of time or anything like that, because I know some people might have that thought when, they, when they're doing the job. They think, well, I've learned so much more in a shorter amount of time. I think it's more a case of the three years at university gave you the time to build the foundations of what you need to know, and then you're gradually building up your skill set from that professionally. So even though from a timescale perspective, three years, six months, and I learned more in that, I've spent a lot of time thinking, oh, well, I could have just learned all that, what I learned in three years in a few months. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Yeah, and I, th I think you can also learn a lot online now. There's a lot out there for free on great YouTube channels, such mm. as the It's 32 podcast. Oh, I thought he was plugging my in then. <laughs> but I think what's nice about uni is that it's people curating that information and passing it down to you. And you'll get taught things and you'll do lectures that at the time maybe don't feel relevant or can't you just think, oh, this is a bit dull. Probably because you're hungover. Probably because you're hungover, yeah. But actually, you know, it's essential stuff that builds, like you're saying, you're building the foundations. Whereas if you're kind of curating it yourself and going out and learning, you might just dive down into a hole of cameras and never learn about anything else. And uni's got like a, a nice broad spectrum and someone curating that learning for you, which is nice. Yeah. Speaking of doing it again, you are doing it again, in a way. Sort of, yeah. Not the same course again, because <laughs> they've changed it now, so I couldn't... Yeah, they can't get 86 again, can They wouldn't let me do it. Yeah, no, I'm doing a master's at the moment. Master's in writing for script and screen. What's made you choose to do that? I wanted to learn more about it, um, and I wanted to kind of get that next level of qualification for, you know, lecturing down the line and things like that. All the positive things about uni that I've been talking about, the social life, the drinking you know, meeting people who are similar creatives. I'm doing it online, so I don't get any of that. <laughs> How much has it helped you already? Massively, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm only joking. Obviously, I'm meeting other people. It's putting me in that place, um, even though it's all online, we're in lots of groups and we've got lectures and we're in WhatsApp groups for feedback and stuff. And it's put me back in that place where I'm just surrounded pe with people who are in wanting the same outcomes and wanting to learn and wanting to develop themselves so getting feedback from all of these people and these are people who are already in the industry and wanting to advance even further there's like I'm working with actors who have been acting for years and years and they want to develop the writing for the directors who want to develop the writing and it's 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 like uni on steroids pretty much because yeah. it's at a level you kind of got people who are a bit interested in film and then it, at university you've got people who are really interested in film or really interested in directing and it puts you in that proximity but then on a course like that MA writing for script and screen it's so niche and it's just people who really want to do that and really want to learn yeah and getting feedback from all of those people and discussing stuff with all of those people yeah it's, it's brilliant. the most valuable feedback you can get isn't it yeah it's it yeah it's brilliant shout out time shout out time because no sponsors shout out time who shall we do this week this is a long time coming, this shout-out. Mm. A couple of weeks? Two months. Two months. Two months. Mm. Uh, shout-out to Elliot Mitchell. Cause you know why. He owes you money. Yeah. 30 40, quid. 40 quid. 40 quid. 40, 40, 40 quid. quid. Get it paid.
I'll give you my deets. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we actually shouting out? We're not doing Elliot, are we? Of course we're not. To be fair, no. Elliot's brilliant. He's helping on the films. Yeah, yeah. He is great. He's a good lad. We'll do his shout out later once yeah, he's paid up. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, we'll, sh- <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a proper shout out. This week's shout out, I think, should go towards the person who brought us together six years ago. That sounded painful. Well, it's true. Okay. I'm not, it is true. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah, Julie from Feature Media. Good old Julie. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember the first morning, got to Feature Media, you were already there. We didn't chat for half a day. Then I was sat next to you. No, we didn't. That's not true. Genuinely. Why? I don't know. We maybe, must have chatted. Maybe you just felt my presence and be like, oh God, he's going to take my job. <laughs> no, but we didn't chat for half a day. And then we chatted at lunch, I think it was, you know, the walk to Asda. Yeah. And then that was like our... Our chance to get to know each other Adam, a bit. Yeah, I must have like said hi. Oh, we'd have said myself. yeah, we'd have said yeah, like yeah. morning, hi, you're right, and but then we got like, set up. No, did I not turn to you and say, "I reckon we'll be doing a podcast in about six years, mate. Just give it time." You know what? Now you mentioned it, yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Um, but yeah, Julie, I think she was the person who well employed us both. Mm-hmm. We got to know each other. Yeah, friendships come from it. Painful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks to her, we're doing this professionally and we're, we're yeah. both now freelance i'd like to thank her for hiring me for when i added those two extra shots into my showreel and thought he's got it despite selling spelling cinematographer wrong yeah yeah thanks for not noticing that jules <laughs> i'm sure jules. she was <laughs> she would have noticed it but you know she's hiring you for camera and editing rather than writing to julie yeah we had oh, a great that sounds like a wedding speech yeah to julie cheers, cheers. jules i ain't got any more i've got a little bit <laughs> are we done yeah, I think so, because we've got stuff to do, haven't we? I enjoyed that. Did you? Yeah, quite a bit of this, surprised. <laughs> yeah, you did, clearly. <laughs> no, it was good. Um, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, hopefully you guys listening or watching would have found this somewhat helpful or even reminiscent for yourself. If they want to get in touch, Jordan, mm-hmm. how do they get in touch with us? How can they do that? Well, Send Bob. a letter? <laughs> smoke signals? Owl. As always, we've got Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Add an echo. <laughs> Which is it's take two podcast. It's been a while since we've done these shout outs, yeah, so I'm it. a bit rusty. It's take two podcast on Instagram. If you want to send an email with any questions or anecdotes or anything, because we're starting to run out of ideas on my spreadsheet of what to talk about. Um it's it's take two podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, if you could, yeah. To get in touch with lonely as shit. No one's sending anything in. Even if the you know, people who we know, if you want to be a guest on the show, yeah. I feel like you'll bring something to the literally to the table. Yeah. Get in touch because um sat here for you waiting. You can replace the lamp. Yeah, we just move it out of the way, it's really easy. We get a chair in, although yeah. the chair marks. You the can wall see where time. Dean has marked them, so that's where the seat will go. That's where your security deposit went as well. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Dean. We're going to get some guests on again soon, because it was such fun with Dean. They're always fun, aren't they? We'll sort out the chair situation. I say they're always fun. We weren't one guest. Yeah, but it was fun. It was. Thanks for listening. Get us on the socials if you, if you want to get in touch with anything. We hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you found it useful. Let us know if you're enjoying the podcast as well, not just questions, but if you're enjoying it, let us know what we can do to make this better, because we want to keep going for as long as we want. We just want to make sure that what we're releasing is actually either usable, helpful, and entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you said it well. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right. Um, so, no, yeah. Thanks for listening, John. Thanks for being here. Yeah, well, thanks for being in my house. It's all right. Thanks for not putting the heating on. Well, I'm having to save the money for the living cost crisis. Of the Nova being yeah, used. that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah.